Hi everyone, this is Sim. This is Ko. And welcome to Work in Progress. And today we have a really exciting guest with us, uh, Devika Chandani. Uh, more than being a friend to us, she's just been an inspiration to I think more people than I can count. <laughs> Um, and this is why she's done a range of things. She's a Horton certified instructor. She has learned at Alvin Ailey Institute of Dance. Uh, she has been no. Uh, she has assisted many choreographers in India and in America. But also, she's been recently part of the Third Rail project, which is doing some interesting and incredible work. So, welcome, Devika. Hi. <laughs> like we've all been friends, so. I know that you guys know through friends that I've been a very shy person. Like I'm extremely nervous right now too. Um, but yeah, I have been a shy person, and dancing just created a space for me where I could do what I want and feel what I want. Mm-hmm. Also, like dance is like integrated somewhat into the fabric of our country, sort of. Like there's Bollywood dance, there's this dance. There's so many different types, and people, I guess, like you also said in your uh, when we spoke about that, it helps you with. Finding your voice, it helps with finding connections. Maybe let's go into why you chose dance and like the starting of your journey, sort of like. Um. So yeah, I was with my friends and you know we had a little vacation and they were like, let's go do some cardio, <laughs> like you know, let's go take a fun dance class. And I didn't go the first day. I like didn't go. Um. And then my friends texted me saying, oh my god, it was so much fun. You have to come. We're doing like hip rolls and stuff. And I was like, hell no. Like why would I want to do hip rolls in front of fifty people? Um. But then a close friend was like, you know what? Come, it's so much fun. It'll be good. Come, like as a group, we'll do this together. So I went and um, stood at the back of the class, but actually had a decent time. Mm-hmm. No one called me out and put any extra attention on me, which was super helpful at the time. But um, yeah, I started dancing, and it just became something that I fully enjoyed because it was so physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it also challenged me physically. That has been a big part of like. Can I do this next task? Can I accomplish this next difficult thing? Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, those physical challenges also gave me confidence and, you know, gave me the ability to stand in front of a room and stuff and be like, my body can do this. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm more drawn towards more physical and athletic yeah. dance than other stuff. Styles. Also, I, I think the other interesting <clears throat> thing is, you know, how there's a understanding amongst, say, people our age of what it should look like visually. But you do something a bit different that's not that common as a practice. I think we spoke about Horton in the beginning, but I don't think many people even understand what it is. So a little bit of that also, if you want to include. Yeah, and I think all of it ties together. Like Horton is a modern dance technique that was created to tailor to bodies who started dancing late. Mm-hmm. So like... At a young age, when you do ballet, like you're supposed to turn out, you're supposed to work your inner thigh muscles and stuff. And all that happens at a pretty young age. Um, And if you've missed out on that, there's other techniques that will help you sort of work on different muscles, but one at a time. It's challenging, but it focuses on individual muscles more than like turning out both legs at once. You'll turn out one leg at once and practice those muscles. Um... So, you know, it became like a technique that I enjoyed a lot because I was like, oh, my God, this can give me the same aesthetic that ballet does to young kids. But I've started at such a late age and it's helpful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is a technique for beginners, like somebody who wants to learn modern dance or like quantified technique. It's a good technique to try out because it's just made so that's for people what who drew you done. to it yeah that's what drew me to it and because I knew it would give me that foundation that I didn't have starting off late, but also coming back to like why I chose to do this style and contemporary flow work instead of, you know, hip hop and more urban styles. Um, It connects with like that self-esteem and 
you know, having a voice aspect because when I started dancing, I was like shy, like I said before. Um, but accomplishing these tasks became more of the focus, like, mm-hmm. you know, having a physical challenge became a focus. And I think that floor work challenges you, forces you to be upside down, have weight on your arms, have weight on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I think it's those things that drew me to it more than anything else. And feeling the sound in your body too is something that I enjoy. I've been particularly fond of like just instrumental music in general. So it worked out well. Yeah, I, uh, I think people have a very different understanding of when you say, oh, I'm a dancer. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like they I, think of TikTok reels. And no, no, <laughs> or that, you know, you'd be the first one to come and perform. Yeah, but that it's is not. Like, yeah, okay. I really do hold back in yeah. those spaces because I just would. I just don't know. It just feels weird to me to go and yeah. I mean, be the, the singer of it. Exactly. I just don't. Not a fan of that. But also, like, if someone's a singer, they're not gonna go to a wedding and start singing in the middle of the stage. Yeah. It's just yeah. <laughs> It depends. <laughs> it depends on the person. Yeah. But, uh, also, no judgment, please feel free to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But also just, I guess, shifting gears a bit, like, uh, like I want to know more about your pursuit of, you know, intersection of dance with leadership and dance with, like, connection and dance with self-esteem. And how that's impacted you also. Like, how do you see, like, you started this journey. So, like, have you seen as the years go on that you have been dancing you've seen those qualities of you being more of a leader you being more your self-esteem being better etc and and how would you want to help others as well Mm -hmm. yeah um so a teacher did something for me that helped me notice this a lot with dance like um putting me in front of the space sometimes not that that means i'm leading a room but putting me in front of the space and knowing that maybe something i do will dictate what people in the the classroom are doing Mm -hmm. as well that in itself put a responsibility on me to like be better myself Mm -hmm. and I think role modeling is you know that's the concept of it is leading by example Mm -hmm. um so that's something I learned early on. I was like, if I want to impact others, I know that I have to do it myself and so that's made me hold myself to a higher standard also um but even when I, I've taught cla- classes with Juntos Collective, this nonprofit that I work with in, uh, worked with in Mexico, I was teaching classes to create that space, like having moments of partnership in yeah. dance classes or like weight sharing mm-hmm. that creates trust between people and holding on to each other and like actually having stake. Because like if I let go, then either one of us is going <laughs> to fall. Um, just simple stuff like that that creates moments for people to like hold hands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was one thing. Um and of course, teaching in itself is like a form of leadership. So taking responsibility for others, something yeah. that I started doing pretty early on. And I was like, I was just 16. How was this happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tell us more about like your company now. Third yeah, third real projects. Yeah. Um, so I think they hold everything that I've learned so far in like one package yeah. mm-hmm. that I just love them so much because of the work they do. They try to create intimate spaces, not only between like dancers. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about what you're showing to the audience the end result like even in our creative process is not the focus they're not gonna like be like oh that doesn't really look that good and even if it's a simple hug it's like how can you make this something that the audience can feel when they're watching the hug happen Um, and so that brings me back to moments of like connections that I've had with people while dancing and watching you know new students do that with each other it's just something they hold together in a performance space Yeah, that you can witness that happen too 
um and also like creating that with audience members because it's immersive theater so audience members are like integrated into the show not in the way that you have to perform or anything <laughs> no people get very nervous when they hear immersive theater they're like do i have to do something no it's curated in a way that you just like show up as yourself and be present and it's like an act of meditation too when you watch because it's just about witnessing something yeah. something special something special and something slow like mm-hmm. you know this kind of takes me back to tiktok dancing i'm not like i love i i do it myself like i'm that's not what i'm trying to say but it's fast yeah. like yeah. you're consuming things very quickly snackable yeah and this is different in the way that you have to sort of just really notice what's happening in in be the in space. the present be in the present space even the one on one that you said you know normally it's uh, the performance is one to many where yeah. you're like people are coming and you're perform- and that's it you're not there's a barrier between but here you're part of it as well right? you're part of the experience yeah. right so no proscenium setting like there's no stage you walk into a space and open a room and there's like you know um the set is yeah. one thing that you're immersed in and then there's a person in front of you who looks like a regular yeah. person but yeah. you you'd think they're an audience member but they are performing for you in a way and, and also uh, you had told us about this uh, like how the audience pe- members they basis what they are saying or basis how they are feeling it, you integrate that in the dance like i think there was something where you asked them about love So if you could speak more about that. Yes. <clears throat> so with Thoril Projects I was in a show called Then She Fell which was based on um Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Um and it was um an immersive setup so you're in the world yeah. yourself and Alice, Lewis Carroll, the rabbit, all of these characters are floating around in the building for you to you know sort of interact run into with. and interact with. Um So one of the scenes that I had was one audience member witnessing Alice um bathe and they start having this intimate conversation they're like um invited to um assist in a way with uh, the getting dressed part uh-huh. and handing over clothes so they have little tasks and you know that can feel pretty nerve-wracking yeah. in the show a little bit for some people um but also um were having a dialogue at the same time so it really is just two people coming together, coming together yeah. you know having an exchange having a conversation um and at, i think the play and the the show was made in a way where you'd ask them pretty open ended questions for you to receive information from them mm-hmm. without like really changing how things are going to go so just little questions like when was the first time you fell in love and if they yeah. feel invited to share that you know that's information i receive and i can hold on to yeah um what do you think about love like do you yeah. still think about your first love and just questions like that um and i think all of that together like the space the music It, it just creates a very sweet, intimate moment together, and I just live for that. Something that we found so interesting about you is that you are doing something so vastly different from dance, which is data science, as like a alternate career. So it's like you studied it, now you're even working a bit in it. So, like how I think what we were interested is how they two intersect with each other. If there's like a relationship, that's something you take from dance to that, from that to dance. One thing that just struck me is yes, like I think dancing and starting late and accomplishing that really has given me this sense of like I can accomplish anything. anything. Yeah, <laughs> and so like at like now I've decided like recently, pretty late on I've decided to. Uh, take up coding and like data science and i think it's given me that sense of like if i work hard enough i know it can happen mm-hmm. i'm going to go study dance and you know my dad was like 
no <laughs> yeah no <laughs> what do I you think mean? when people think of dance also they think of like only certain things you will be like a, in india at least you'll be a backup dancer to a bollywood movie or you'll take like these certain classes etc i don't think they see the potential beyond also right and i think young me didn't have the vocabulary or the knowledge to like even have that conversation with you know my parent mm-hmm. like you know this is where i'll end up it's truly been like a period of discovery and i'm so thankful that i've got to discover that and i think not having that economics degree i don't know how at risk i would have felt at all yeah, yeah. they've yeah. given me that comfort cuz like you know you don't want to i feel like when there's pressure on creativity it just yeah also the combus <laughs> dance has informed so much of your identity as a whole so like do you think it's helped you express different parts of yourself that you hadn't been able to before i did recently come out to my both my mom dad and extended family as gay because i can remember i remember having you know i think that part of me existed way before i even started dancing like having crushes on women and <laughs> you know not knowing exactly what that is i didn't even de- define it as a crush like, yeah didn't just didn't know didn't yeah. know what it the was the Justin like, Bieber posters i was pretending to be so in love with Justin Bieber maybe i was who knows you know spectrum or whatever but yeah i was like oh my god everyone in school has a crush on this guy i'm going to have a crush on this guy too and mean in the meantime i'm like this doesn't really feel, feel authentic authentic yeah. or even like watching a movie for example everyone's like oh my god he's so hot oh. and i'm like yeah but <laughs> it's not doing it for me <laughs> yeah um but going back to how dance you know sort of helped me shape myself um i think i fought so hard against so many people yeah and like stood up for myself in a way that i didn't think i ever could um already done this huge thing like i think i have the confidence now to say that like any other choice i make can be mine and yeah. and you know i've seen my family like grow to the idea of me dancing and grow to still accept me and love me um i think that gives me some level of you know assurance that this can happen too God. yeah but it really helps having uh, a sibling who's yeah. in it with you as well because he sort of set the you know path, path yeah. and he's already had those conversations with my mom and uh you know so like they've already grown to different ideas like starting from like that's go to the doctor <laughs> to um that's something that's not like entirely like it's not you can't guarantee that that's going to work yeah um and growing to like oh my god this is just this is part of being human like yeah obviously it's a very personal expression and uh, it depends on who your family and who your like you know you know how to deal with it best but in your experience like how would it how would someone else approach it how could you make it easier for somebody else to approach this conversation i yeah. think that the expressing part like you have very little control yeah. you have very little say in how the other person is going to respond to this mm-hmm. you can do your best to like put it in this perfect package and say it in the perfect way but like there's nothing you can do beyond that yeah um and so i also think it's best to take that pressure off of yourself to say it in the best way yeah and just say it as it is yeah. i'm not even sure if i fully believe in having a full conversation with anyone about it or having to explain myself yeah um to people i'm close to and people who want to know i'm i would i'd love 
having that conversation with them. I think to hear this is reinforcing. Yeah. Uh, you've moved all the way to New York. You've lived a different life over That's there. That's what I wanted to say. So like when it comes to even like finding your voice, doing the whole journey of dance, like how do you think that whole move being there has impacted your journey as a whole? I feel like New York is the best place to be. <laughs> to <laughs> Yeah. Explore, to explore yourself and yeah. your sexuality. Um, it's a very accepting place. There's, you know, people from everywhere. It's like a really loving, safe space for that. Um, but I can't imagine myself not being a dancer and being in like an engineering degree and having the same kind of experiences. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. Like that's a bigger question for the yeah. world to, at large. To divulge. To divulge. <laughs> like why is it that uh, for some reason, like when I was doing my BFA, I had so many queer friends. Yeah. Like, you know, just all, like, it just was like, oh my God, this is like, great. Yeah. We don't even have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's not really about who you are. It's about like what you bring to the table. So I think larger question for the world, but. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That just, yeah, it's not about who you are. It's like about what you bring to the table. Yeah. No, but we were talking about like New York in general. Yeah. And like your experience over there. For sure, I think that's definitely informed, like, how how easily I, like, the freedom I had to, you know, explore um, fully my capacity to love. Because um, I think if I had stayed in India, like, it would have just taken longer, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or been Fair. much harder. And, or maybe I would have been more brave. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The what-ifs could be yeah. many. <laughs> <laughs> many what-ifs. Um, so, like... Uh, in general, like now, what do you think your future looks like? You're doing so much. You're doing your data science. You're doing such great work at Third Rail as well. So, like in the next two three years, what what are you looking forward to? So, I'm very I'm very excited about you know the current project that I have going on with Third Rail because um, we just came out with a music video. Yeah, that was yes, a promotional guys. video. Say the name. Oh, it's called True Love Forever. <laughs> guys, watch it. <laughs> It's just been a year of exploring what all of that is, different scripts, different narratives, all of that. Um, and I think moving forward, I'm really ex excited to see how it transforms into like a full show. But yeah, opening my mind up to how that, you know, what that would look like in India sometime and yeah. yes, please. which part of that would be relevant in India. Like also, you know, bringing some sort of Indian narratives, making it relevant to To India the culture. And yeah. the culture. Like I think Alice in Wonderland is beautiful, but. Yeah. I just think that I, you know, seeing that in, in India has such a rich, rich, rich history, like being so immersed in a different time. you can take from. It, this could be anything. Yeah. Like I often think about history and being immersed in a different era, era, era. Yeah. altogether yeah. would just be such a wild experience. Yeah. Um, but definitely learning still in yeah. my learning phase and, you know. Who knows? So uh, one thing we also wanted to touch about, uh, touch upon was that you were talking about like dance helping people's self-esteem and you don't really necessarily have to be a dancer to feel that that form of therapy or feel that form of like connection or feel that form of even being seen. So I know you're doing some work re related to that. So I just wanted you to touch on that a bit. Yeah. Um, so I also teach movement for stress relief classes at a mental health clinic. I've been so, so, so lucky to be around those people and have like a little prior experience to, you know, dance therapy in general, but, you know, model those classes in a way that, you know, it's still effective and, you know, still fun and still gives the participants something to take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that class is a full, you know, one hour dedicated to your well-being yeah. <laughs> and, you know, using your body to do that yeah. as well. What are some of the things that you do, though, to like, because it's a lot of energy that you're putting out there. So to like, Center refuel yourself. yourself and or like anything that maybe just, well, I wouldn't say inspire, but like allows you to be your full self when you're doing these, because it is very draining. Because right. you're putting a, so much of yourself in your creative process with third rail, then you're doing your data science as well. And then you're doing these classes. And it's a lot of energy you're putting back and forth throughout. So like, how do you like go said refuel yourself? Like switch gears is a lot of work. Like sometimes it just takes me like an hour to decide when I'm going to do what in the week, like planning all of that. But um, for myself, I really do just love having a, you know, I like reminding myself why it's important. Yeah. The minute I lose touch of that, I nothing is meaningful anymore. I think taking it slow has also yeah. been something I want to incorporate more in my life. Yeah. Like I don't want to do so much. And don't, I think like it was the necessary. scary aspect of like burning out. Yeah, it's terrifying because like, I don't know if this, I'm going to say it anyway and you guys can decide to cut it <laughs> if you want. <laughs> but like when the pandemic started, I was at such a busy time in my life, like just, just before it, started I was fully burnt out like as burnt out as anyone can be and when I got that like email saying two weeks of like we don't know what's coming next a small part of me was like thank god I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy these two weeks I don't have the courage to take a break for myself but it's been imposed on me and I think that's great <laughs> yeah um, I, I think many people in the pandemic I think were able to take a step to, back yeah, and like yeah. were forced to actually yeah. reevaluate what is what they need and what like what they need moving forward and even prioritize, look inv- yeah. inwards mostly yeah. and prioritize especially. Yeah. So I think I don't think my future has to look as yeah. hectic. But hectic together, yeah, 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 hundred percent. I think we touched upon it throughout the podcast, but like as a whole, like if you're if to someone that's listening, like how do you think you are a work in progress, and how do you think people can embrace that part of them as well? Yeah, sometimes it's like fully okay not knowing where you're going. Like I loved so many things I did before and now I'm like, this doesn't mean anything yeah. to yeah. me anymore. And it's time for something to change and stuff. Definitely like life is about to, you know, unfold yeah. for all of us and everyone. So like it's okay to not know exactly where you're going next. That was very beautifully said. (laughs) I was like, what a great moment. (laughs) Like you said, it's just okay to take a step back and see how life unfolds because I guess that's half the fun. Like 100%, like there's so many different things you're doing and how you're prioritizing and how you're even coping with it. Like it's honestly commendable. And I think you have so much to offer and I can't wait for you to bring it to India. India. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. You got to bring something like third rail here. We both will be the first first people to come forward and say, okay, Ask us the question. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think everyone we know. Works, yeah, so. love you guys. Well, thank you for having me because I don't ever. I was like, I have to talk about myself. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, good practice for me, and you know, loved talking to you guys. Mm-hmm.